Uh, which Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Good Witch Podcast. We're so excited today to be talking about the next episode of the Good Witch. We had our break, which was a super downer, but now we're back. It's so exciting. And I'm Rachel and Lisa is here. Hey, guys. Yes, this is your first time, I think, on the Good Witch Podcast. I'm super excited. That means I have five seasons of Good Witch opinions to get through, so right. be ready. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm very glad. Okay, and then we have Georgia's here. Hi. Yes. Okay, so this was a jam-packed episode. A lot going on, and so I'm very excited to talk about it. And since it's your first time on the Good Witch Podcast, Lisa... What, what is your, did you kind of binge the series or have you been watching all along or what was your experience with it? Okay. So I binged the, the, I started watching, I knew when season four was happening. So I binged seasons one through three. I watched season four and then I was like, Oh, maybe I should watch the movies. I've watched a handful of the movies, but then I started getting confused. So I stopped and then I got, I'm ready. Like I started season five, just like everybody else. Okay, good. Yeah. And yeah. what do you think about the show? Oh, I love it. I mean, you know, it's it's one of my favorites because this is going to sound ridiculous, um, but it means that fall is coming. I just really like mm-hmm. the colors and overall tone of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. fall is coming. Summer's ending. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like all the connections between the family members. I, of course, love Mayor Martha. Um, <laughs> You know, at the beginning, I'm sorry, Georgia, if you need to plug your ears while I say this, <laughs> but at the beginning, I did not like Abigail that much, but now she's one of my favorites, so there, redeemed, <laughs> boom. But at the beginning, I, yeah, she did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. and the writing, I just think it's, it's, a, it's better, and we're going to talk about one of the ways that it's better than uh, one of the other <gasps> shows, so I'm very excited yeah. today. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's just, it it just has, it gets that tone right. And the casting is, is just universally pretty charming. They've had a few misses like Phil, uh, but (laughs) that was the character Phil. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I only liked his glasses. I only liked his glasses. When he put glasses on, I was like, Ooh, you're cute. And then at the end I was like, Whoa. Glasses don't make up for a bad personality, Phil. You're right, Georgia. You're right. Lisa. Also, I mean, really, we've had four interviews from cast members. One, one, same person three times, but uh, but total four. So they've probably been the most supportive of any shows of the podcast. So uh, they're the best. I, yeah, I guess to be sure as we, we talked to Andrew Francis and Barbara Niven. And, uh, yeah, and then, have yeah, we haven't, we talked to Andrew Walker, who was just briefly on When Calls the Heart. We haven't had that good of luck. So, When Calls the Heart, folks, <laughs> email us. We, we want to talk to more of you. Uh, but, but anyway, so, we're very excited about this and this episode. And it starts out with Martha's going on vacation. And... <laughs> We see her, you know, getting everything ready at the office with uh, Luke and uh, and Grace there, and we think, oh, she's going to go to Hawaii. She's going to go to whatever. And did you just die when she shows up at Gray House? Yeah, 
<laughs> I did. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, it was perfect. Yeah. It, I mean, she like activated vacation mode. Like, I'm disconnected. Don't bother me. You cannot access me. I'm going less than a mile down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and just uh, the look on James Denton's face when he sees them was perfect. It was so funny. It was so well done. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So she's going all staycation on vacation. Uh, <laughs> hello. But it, it totally makes sense. Oh, yeah, great case. It makes sense with her character because why would she want to go anywhere else but Middleton? That's, right. you know, that's her favorite place. That's very <laughs> true. Yeah. I still don't, I do not understand why on earth they had her husband move to Chicago for like a day last year. That was the weirdest thing. I, I know. It was Always so think cool. about it. You see him and it doesn't make any sense. And he's no. there. So I don't, yeah. <laughs> like, did they just switch over showrunners right then or something? It was, it's, it's just so odd. But Get rid of everybody. And that's like, oh, wait, no, we're changing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I we know. Characters. I'm glad that, uh, that, they, uh, that they didn't put move to Chicago, but I don't know. It was just very funny how TV shows work sometimes. But um, yeah, and so that's sort of our start. And we'll go kind of back and forth to them. Uh, and we see a little bit of uh of nick uh, playing video games with his friend it turns out that his friend is super into hockey he's a hockey player and uh i kind of liked it when when sam got in and started playing the video game along with nick that was kind of fun and uh yeah and so uh then we start to see at we meet uh we see abigail she's she loves donovan's dog uh, <laughs> he bought a toy. oh yeah. she bought klondike a little squeaky toy that's my yeah. favorite thing i love it yeah it's pretty cute dog and and uh and then we meet donovan's mother hmm. <laughs> and She's here's excited. here's where i'm making my comparison donovan's mother already is way better than anybody that we've ever gotten from the pecs in Chesapeake Shores. The Chesapeake Shores, the pecs were supposed to be like these evil rich people who are like conspiring and they end the season buying Jess a restaurant, you know, whatever, an inn and like they never do anything at all. It was so disappointing and and here you've got this like truly like duplicitous like evil mother and I'm like, yes, already. They've executed that character in one but episode. Is she evil? Is she actually oh. evil? Are mm. you kidding, Georgia? She's literally standing over Luke's head saying, you know, we're paying for your college and we're, you know, like she's orchestrating both a like secret thing with Grace and a secret thing with Abigail. Rachel, my jaw is dropped. It is on the floor right now because it, we were at the end. If we're going there already, we're led to believe that she's trying to break the curse so that her son doesn't get hurt, right? Isn't uh, that the whole thing? She's no, trying to I think that she, break the curse so that Donovan doesn't get hurt. I think she wants to break the curse because she believes in the curse. She does believe in the curse, but if she believes in the curse, then that means that Donovan's going to get hurt. But if she wants to break the curse and have it not be relevant anymore that's because she's trying to protect 
Donovan because she wants Abigail to stick around, right? I think she wants to control her son. Well, probably just like, partly, yes. Yeah, just like the Pecks wanted to control their son, except for they never did anything. <laughs> I, uh, yes. So, Lisa. Lisa, your thoughts? Am I the tiebreaker in this scenario? <laughs> I thought that she was very evil from the, like, from the, uh, like, the staging, the way that she was, like, her voice, everything about her was like, yeah, Ice Queen, I love it. Yeah, she did come off very villainous, and I was very much wondering what her agenda is i see your point georgia i'm like why would she care that much why does she does she want to buy the flower shop is she trying to like take over like it doesn't none of it makes sense right now but i'm interested to see how it goes i'm, I'm just saying i we can go back to earlier episodes i called this whole scenario with with You're luke right. being in on it with i thought it was donovan but it ends up being donovan's mom which is one degree off i knew what he was doing i knew why he was doing it i maintain that they're all looking out for donovan and everybody uh, you know what georgia and i really did yell at my tv i was like georgia was right they were right with me and yeah. i was like oh yes lisa uh, you're the best thank you i think <laughs> there's there's some kind of land thing with this like what if like she secretly is going to somehow conspire to somehow get gray house or some kind of family thing that she's gonna like pain revenge for and Rachel. it will be amazing no if this is another land trust thing <laughs> i'm a land trust but just like there's something that she's going to kind of get in revenge like for her I family don't know. i honestly i think that we're supposed to think that she's evil because she's actually turning out to be somebody who's looking out for donovan because she wants him to be happy and she believes in the curse uh, that would be very hallmarky why does she lord the tuition over him if it's all in good she i mean would she just be like okay yeah. this is for your cousin like do you want him to be happy or not do you want him to die from the curse i'm not saying head? she's some like great person but i think her motives here are probably a little more pure than than they're letting okay. on right now oh, that would be very hallmarky <laughs> and i will be very disappointed because i just want somebody that's deliciously evil and fun and uh, <laughs> and i was just loving it and uh I, I think, I don't know who the actor, I forgot to write down the actress who's, but I thought she was great. At I that, know like, her from something, yeah. That really deliciously, like, I, I just feel like she's going to be conspiring to, there's something that the Marowicks have or something that, that she's somehow conspiring to get. And we'll find out at the end that, like, whether it's, whether it's Grey House or whether it's some, they're, they're going to be talking about treasure next week. It could definitely be involving that for sure um so i don't know that's what i think I, I think i disagree with you i think i think we're supposed to think she's evil and she has some kind of lesson to learn but that ultimately she's looking out for him i'm not saying she's a saint but i think she's probably trying to protect her son is what i think uh, you're probably right it's <laughs> very disappointing i could be wrong rachel just don't just, she's evil right now that's really uh, that was so fun but um but yeah <laughs> uh so okay i have been defending adam from all y'all's like, critiques of adam but i <laughs> i have to say any 
human being that's known for ordering a BLT without mayo and tomato on the side has lost my vote. That this is, is where we lose it, really? <laughs> yes, because a BLT is a perfect sandwich. It's yes. Perfect. He's and a serial killer. Going, to, I'm sorry, but that is like ridiculous nonsense. There's only like five ingredients in a BLT, and if you're putting it on the side and no mayonnaise, like, you're crazy, and I Wait. can't support you anymore. Okay, as hilarious as it is, what do we know Lisa's feelings on Adam? I have several feelings on Adam. <laughs> I feel like we need a base here so that we can all. Okay, I'll try and make it real quick. Okay, because I know we have the rest of the episode to get to. But anybody who tricks somebody into going out on a date with them and making them cook their own date dinner is a no-go in my book. Lisa, Burr. I'm literally bowing down to you right now. <laughs> I completely agree. Like, dude, seriously, just y'all are all adults. This isn't like some 17-year-old you have to beat around the bush. You'd be like, maybe we go and I don't know, everybody, like a group of us, we could just hang out. No, ask her out. Yeah. Go up there and be like, hey, I've decided I'm over my previous ex-girlfriend and i'd like to try something with you i have that dinner date why instead of me making you cook it why don't we go somewhere else and we can donate this to somebody else so somebody else can you can cook for them i don't know that's that's how you do it that's how you make adam likable see yes and i know i know that's maybe it was you rachel somebody was like well then stephanie's dumb because she didn't realize no that's me if somebody came to me and was like, okay, yeah, I'm bringing somebody here. You have to cook for us. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's me. But awesome. he, he had repeatedly asked her out. He was obviously interested in her. No, he had not. Uh, yes, he had. Yes, but then. And so, and, and she had said, no, it's too fast. I'm dating this other guy. Whatever. I can't even remember. But like. <gasps> you they, cannot remember Vincent's name? <laughs> No, I remember Vincent's name, but I just don't remember how it all played out as far as the order of things. But He didn't want to be the rebound is her, her issue. Yeah. But he was obviously interested in her. Obviously. And so when he's like doing all these like, oh, I'm making the dinner or whatever. And according to this this episode, she had they had a great time. So, yeah. Uh, but I just, I just, I, I know you think I'm crazy, but really, that BLT was the final straw. So I, and, and Adam was, this was definitely, in my opinion, his worst episode. It was really bad. <laughs> I'm so relieved. I am so relieved right now. I cannot tell you. Oh, man. So are you team Vincent or are you team well, Stephanie? Is it just me or has Vincent not been on the show for like two, three episodes? That's another thing I have issues with. Why is he all of a sudden gone? They decided to work together. He bought her a dang food truck and then all of a sudden he's gone yeah and don't do this to vincent don't do this to vincent don't do this to us don't do this to stephanie don't stick her with adam come on justice for vincent i like vincent but i don't think that he and stephanie have that great chemistry it's always been my like oh i don't know they do stephanie wrong in this show stephanie (laughs) just needs to find someone super nice she did with ben why can't ben come back Vincent is great though. That's the thing. Is I love Ben. I miss Ben. But Adam is not a replacement for Ben. Vincent is good enough. Vincent can do this. And they're just they're not giving him a chance. Mm-hmm. They keep putting him in the friend zone and she doesn't need yeah. to do that. They could totally get together and have it work out. And they're oh, why is Adam yeah. even getting any screen time? 
she's gonna you know she's not she's not gonna end up with vincent he just hasn't been on the show enough there's no way so we're all gonna be disappointed <laughs> by this i think we will protest and boycott and start some kind of petition if you guys seriously stick her with adam seriously <laughs> anyone good witch people listening we will boycott and protest and we cause us don't I do it burn utica to the ground <laughs> so adam's fiance shows up and orders the insane BLT. Oh. And not only is this an insane BLT order, Stephanie knows that that is Adam's order. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this man. And as introduces herself as, oh, maybe still her fiance. I, I forget exactly how she still his fiance. And uh, so that obviously concerns Stephanie. And uh, so, because she's feeling like, oh, the date went really great. And so then we're back up at the hospital and uh, we find out that Nick's friend, uh, his, I forgot his name, uh, Jacob, Jacob, that Nick's friend Jacob has broken his uh, leg and uh, in a hockey accident and is just super down in the dumps, very upset. And he's going to miss his scholarship. He's never going to be able to play hockey in his mind. What's he going to do? And uh, so that's kind of the start of that uh, plot. And then we get a cute little scene between Abigail and Grace when she's like, you need to ask him out. You need to ask out. And then uh, Grace is like, just sends a text. <laughs> okay, I just did. <laughs> that is so youth. I know. The 41-year-old woman in me is like, really? <laughs> This is yeah. why I'll never date again. Ever. <laughs> just, no, it's not even just, worth it. Just, um. <laughs> but look at that. Grace goes and asks him out because she wants to ask him out. She doesn't trick him into making her dinner. So let's just Boom. throw that out there. I just threw down my Sharpie like a mic. Yes, Georgia. <laughs> Boom. And so, yes. Yeah, so she texts me out. And then we get this sort of plot starting where uh martha and her husband and uh sam and cassie decide to play spouse trap now lisa as the married person in this conversation uh would you play spouse trap with your uh yeah because we're super competitive and we bring that competition to everything and I, yes i would do you think that you would do well you think you know what the other would say and things like that yeah because we've been together like it's it's different for sam and cassie they haven't been married very long and they haven't really lived together you know my husband and i have been together oh my god like <laughs> before we got married we were living together oops um so like 20 <laughs> years yeah i pretty much know yeah that but that's... it's still fun like there's still some things where i'm like you really like that yeah <laughs> well if i would have known that this would never happen <laughs> right Even far between yeah uh so uh okay very good and uh the so we get a conversation between adam and his fiance the fiance says can you ever forgive me for calling off the wedding she got cold feet and uh, you know he says that i would that a part of me is always going to miss you but uh but he's got this you know got this new interest uh but he said oh I'll think about it so basically most of this episode he's kind of thinking about it and 
What did you think of the? I mean, I know we don't like Adam, but what do we think of the fiance? <laughs> we ate her too. Or yeah, no, it's her just that's that's gutsy, dude. After like that long, like it even freaks me out to go to the library with like a overdue book. And this woman like totally walked out on an engagement, and then seven months later, was like, "So we're still." engaged right he's like no and then she's surprised about it all that's gutsy dude yeah yeah like i can't even begin to imagine what that would be like if you're like once i actually if by some miracle i actually get engaged if like a week before the wedding he's like "Eh, maybe not i can't even imagine how i could deal with that like yeah I, I just I don't know I feel like that would be like maybe not as bad as like an outright divorce but because I don't know but maybe I, it would be it would be so devastating I, I can't yeah. even imagine I mean I know it should be more about the relationship itself and whether because I feel like if you at some point think it's not a good idea to get married it's probably not a good idea to get married but at some point and this is probably not the biggest priority a lot of money has been spent on a wedding yeah and i'm not saying you should get married just so you can save your deposits but it becomes really painful not only emotionally but monetarily you're like whoa you could have told me this like eight and embarrassing really embarrassing Oh, so, so. I, just, I just keep coming back to the Yes I Do movie, you know, Jen Lilly. Oh, oh yeah. That, Every year, mm. walk out on a different wedding with him, and then they end up together, which goes against everything Hallmark teaches us. So I was hoping, <laughs> I would, I'm hoping still somehow that that's the kind of thing that will happen on here, because I'm hoping he takes her back and they go get married and Stephanie doesn't have to deal with them anymore, but I doubt it'll happen. Yeah yeah that's a good kid that's a good comparison it just it's like haunting me i keep thinking yeah, of that movie going, but you're not supposed i keep to thinking the of the people that bought wedding gifts for them and yeah. spent money traveling yeah. to their new wedding venues and they're like just kidding yeah and like people that are in there they have like full-on wedding parties and stuff like yeah. that like people are buying bridesmaids dresses are you kidding me yeah, yeah. that'd be i'd know after the second one i'd be like no are you sure because i'm not no i need yeah. well or at least like wear the same one over again like right don't have different themes (laughs) yeah oh yeah everybody knows i wasn't crazy about that movie so anyway but (laughs) um so that's interesting about adam and the fiance she was fine for me like she was relatively like she did what she could i guess the actress (laughs) that part what are you gonna do um and so then we get the uh, the date between Luke and Grace, and that was pretty hilarious with Sam being the overprotective dad. Like his I grip is like <laughs> died laughing seriously, and uh, uh, and he's like <laughs> so telling us that his first date was with a uh, girl's father was a lumberjack, and he's like, "I'm a surgeon. I cut people open." <laughs> I seriously died laughing his face, like everything. And Luke's like, is he kidding? He's not kidding. He's kidding. No, he's not kidding. <laughs> I loved it all. 
It was perfectly executed because it's yeah. so not yeah. Sam either. And then you're like, oh, wow, okay, he's doing this. And then he's actually joking, but is he? It was, yeah. oh, man. That was, was really good. A-plus comedy, good witch. <laughs> and they're kind of two funny things. Like, uh, well, first of all, so Lisa, yes. you have two daughters. Yes. When they get up to dating age, uh, do you think that there'll be a similar type situation? <laughs> I've already told my husband, I'm like, don't do that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. We're not pulling out fake shotguns and cleaning shotguns and having shells on the table. Yeah. We're not doing that. No. Good job, Lisa. Good job. That's good. I'm like, they're people. They want to go out. Yeah. But I'm also like super frank and open with my kids. So, yeah. um, yeah. (laughs) Well, we we never really dated all that much, any of us kids, and uh, in high school. So it wasn't really an issue i mean i went to the dances and stuff but i feel like almost all the dating i did in high school was like part of a group and so it wasn't really that different than me going out with my friends you know and uh and we never really had a curfew which was the other interesting thing with uh that sam kind of learns i because we kind of guessed that maybe Grace didn't have a curfew. Well, she's a senior in high school, and she's at ten o'clock. Like, dude, that's that was, <laughs> I legit laughed out loud. But but I got a feeling that oh, maybe she didn't even have a curfew at all. Right. You know, yeah. the way like, she, her and Cassie looked at each other, like, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. But which is interesting, especially when you consider that uh, that later on she's like why don't you text me when you're running late so maybe that's sort of more the 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 relationship that she had with grace as as opposed to a curfew just to text me if you're running late kind of a situation which uh, which was kind of what we did with my family because i i feel like personally i mean again i'm not a parent but like i feel like there's no need to instate a rule if like it's not needed you know what i mean like that's just asking for for problems and so if your kids aren't staying out late there's no reason to have a curfew uh, right. and so the only times that we ever stayed out late were like for a cast party or for an unusual event like that and we would just tell our you know our parents well, when we're coming home and so we didn't necessarily need some it just wasn't needed because we weren't staying out late yeah. Right. But I didn't have cell phones when I was dating in high school. Yeah, we true. did, but they were like 50 cents a minute. And my dad said, unless someone's physically like legit dying, do not use this phone. And yeah, so I mean, I'd have to find like a pay phone and be like, hey, the movie we want to go to gets out after midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be home after that. My mom did tell me, she said, you can always use me as an excuse. You can make me sound oh. terrible. You can yep. make me sound oh, yeah. mean. Yep. You can make me sound like whatever you want. You can say my mother's going to blah, 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 blah. If, 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 if you're ever in a situation, then, yeah. then you can always. And so there was only, because yeah. usually I was kind of the designated driver amongst my friends once we got older. Um, right. And uh, that, I guess it's nice to have a Mormon around sometimes for certain things. <laughs> and uh uh and there was only one time when i had i don't think i had driven uh and uh and i was at a party and there was a whole group of people from uh from a, the city that came <laughs> that i didn't know and that made me very uncomfortable and all of a sudden the party took like a really different tone 
Uh-oh. And so I was like, my mom's, my mom was really upset with me if I, I made some excuse. I'm really, she's really upset with me if I stay up after 10 or something, I, I, whatever. I made some lame excuse. I'm like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, call her and have her come pick me up. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. We figure that I'm going to, I've already told my kids, I'm like, when y'all get older, I'm not naive enough to think you're not going to go to parties. Yeah. I was like, but we'll have a code word. All you got to do is text that word. Yeah. And I'll know that you need to go. And I'll come and get you. No questions asked. Doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble, but no questions asked that night. (laughs) Well, and there's like parties and then there's parties. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense, but it does. Yes, it does. So anyway, did you have a curfew growing up, Georgia? I never needed one. I just, I didn't go to parties. I've never been that kind of person. My friends always had the curfews. Uh They always had to be home by a certain time. Um, I had one who wasn't allowed to sleep over ever, Uh Um, even like older. And so they're just, there was never a need for one. It was honestly more like, are you sure you don't want to go? It sounds like it might be fun. I'm like, no, mom, I'm I'm good. If I super didn't want to go, she's going to do the thing yeah, you can tell him I said no. Do you not want to go? And I'm like, no. Okay, yeah, tell him I said you can't. And my mom's like the coolest, like most, not most laid back, but she trusts her kids. Mm-hmm. She talks with us. You know, it's a very good relationship. Yeah. But I could make her be the bad guy and she didn't care at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, we never, we just never needed a curfew because we are not party people in any way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the same with us. It's the same with yeah. us. That's probably the most social of my siblings. Cause they were kind of home, but both of them, my older siblings were kind of both home bodies and I was definitely the one, to, but most of the stuff that I did was at school. Like I was in mm-hmm. the school play, I was in the swim team. I was, you know, all the stuff at the school facility. So yeah. uh, I don't know. It was, it was, yeah. wasn't that often that I really was at parties. So. I had I a mean, curfew. You did? <laughs> curfew. I did. Yeah. Aw, Lisa, you actually had a social life. <laughs> well, no, not really. It's just once you have a long-term boyfriend, then that curfew you becomes a thing so that yeah. way you're not out with your long-term boyfriend doing things after right. certain times yeah That's anything funny. after midnight is probably not a good idea but um and also it's not like I had a whole lot because my dad was actually our head uh baseball coach for our uh-huh. high school so not a lot of people really wanted to ask out <laughs> the coach's daughter <laughs> Yeah. Especially people that were on his team. He was not only our head baseball coach, but he was also our one of our football coaches. So oh, man. that encompassed a lot of the dating pool. Yeah, he squashed your odds. That's a bummer. Yeah. So whenever somebody would call, I'd find out later. And they'd be like, well, I tried to call your house. I'm like, really? I'd ask my dad. He'd be like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, dad. <laughs> really? He's a classic, huh? <laughs> So we get back to after Sorry. she goes on the date. No, it's great. Really good stuff. And so we get back to the spouse game. And uh, and so Cassie, we find out Cassie's pet peeve is that, like I said, that he doesn't text her when he's running late. And that and the, the Tinsdales, they know all the answers about each other. And I, I did think it was interesting that Martha's favorite holiday is Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. She's a romantic at heart. We we all knew that, and uh, and then we found out that uh, Sam's uh, complaint, I guess, about Cassie is that he doesn't get enough time with her, doesn't get enough of her, and I mean, she does have two jobs like everybody in Middleton, so <laughs> that's probably part of it. 
Um, but this seemed to really surprise them. And also at one point, I, I think she's, she put up, she put up for the thing that really annoys, uh, annoys Sam about her is that she doesn't have tea. And like, if there was any human being <laughs> on the planet that would have tea at all times, it would be casting Nightingale. Like, well, I thought that it was a tea too, only tea in the house. Was that yeah, it? No coffee. I thought it said not no tea. I thought it said only tea. Oh, yeah. maybe I read it wrong. Because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. No, right? that was completely <laughs> illogical. Just like brewing stuff all the time. Did you, confused. when she, sort of, uh, sort of off topic, but when she went to the bistro, did Stephanie just pour her a hot cup of water and like not oh. a tea bag and not coffee or anything? She just poured, I swear it was just hot water. It's not yeah. relevant to anything, but <laughs> struck me as very odd it's probably always water <laughs> but you can but, see it <laughs> but it, it makes sense with the what you're saying though if, if i must have read it wrong because of the whole french press scene at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. uh, you know so obviously okay i read it wrong sorry about that we'll find out on the date between uh, abigail and donovan at the davenport's house that that Violet Merwick and Nathaniel Davenport burned down the house to the ground when they were dancing. So that's part of the curse. Uh, and uh, so that'll be interesting how that all uh, comes into play. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and then there's the whole like Middleton well that her husband was going to have torn down. Right. But, so there's that's all in there too. Uh, I don't know. It's very interesting. And, uh, but then we also get, so Nick's friend, it, Jacob, is just so sad. So sad about this happening. And Sam gets the uh, a professional hockey player to come and encourage him and sign his cast and, and everything. And is that a player that we're supposed to know about? I know no. nothing about hockey. So. It's a made up guy. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like, sure. well, I, I know I follow hockey to to an extent. I did not recognize him at all. He, yeah. Okay. It was a made up dude. <laughs> Just okay. making sure. But they brought in a guy that really looks like a hockey player. And I was like, look at that. He could play. Yeah. <laughs> they really did. So that was a nice moment for Sam. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And Abigail says to Donovan's mother, uh, that I believe two people that are meant to be together will find a way, legend or not. And uh, so there you go. And Abigail tells somebody, I can't remember, that she says, what if she's right? Oh, no, it's to, it's to Donovan. And that's when the pitcher falls down to the ground and crashes. Right. Which, so, I mean, Stephanie's ooh. house is nice. Not Stephanie, Abigail. How did Abigail get that? Did she get that house in an episode that we didn't? Isn't that I Sam's don't old house when he moved out? He moved into Gray House. Didn't she take his oh, house? Yeah, because she, she was she was living at Gray House for a while. Yeah. Yes, and I think okay. when Sam and Cassie got married, she moved into Sam's house because she brought something over to him, and she said, "Oh, when she brought over his old photos, and she was like, oh. hey, he left this in the move,' <laughs> and it's that okay. picture of him from high school." Okay, because I saw that part. I didn't make the connection for some reason. They didn't go like, hey, this is where she's living now. Okay. I yeah. think she's living in this house. It's Which pretty. I like it. mm-hmm. um, so we see Luke on the phone. At first, just we, we don't see who he's talking to. 
we just hear him say, I haven't found anything about Abigail yet. So there we go. We kind of get the pot boiling. And we also uh, get a cute thing where she says um, that uh, I think it's, uh, I think it is Cassie and Martha are talking. She says, are you married to the love of your life? Then you've already won. Marriage is an adventure. No, that was Tom to oh, Sam. Was, okay. Tom yeah, is so adorable. That was cute. That was really I love cute. Him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do. I love Tom. I just, he's like Mr. Martha to me. I was his name. <laughs> he chocolates for Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Um, okay. And so then uh, the, so Cassie goes and talks to Stephanie and she tells, uh, she tells uh, her, when it comes to answers of the heart, the answer isn't always obvious. So there you go. You know what's not obvious? Vincent. He hasn't been around in a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had, I thought the whole date between Grace and Luke uh, it was uh, really cute. I thought that all, like the whole roller skating rink and her falling, and I don't know, just it was a cute yeah. date. It was it was like perfect teen date. They did a good mm-hmm. job. Yeah, and then you got a little kiss between them. Pretty exciting, and uh, and so Cassie decides to cancel her plans so that then they can go on a walk but then martha's like why don't we play this game some more instead and that was fun and uh we get a scene between uh because grace comes back mm-hmm. and the martha's there and she finds out that grace and luke went on the state martha says as your employer not sure it is ethical for me to pry in your personal lives <laughs> That was amazing. He called him our Luke, which just cracked me up. I was like, oh. and is, is if when did that ever stop Martha before? I know. This, is the, same, this is the same woman who had like the, the comptroller, the poor comptroller on the show. <laughs> Like, it was awesome I loved then it. Within, yeah, then within the same breath, she was like, "But Cinderella interns, I'll allow it. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I loved having her in there for that kind of stuff, though. It was like the girl talk thing, but with Martha, she never gets to just. It was so sweet. Yes, it was yeah. so sweet to have her included. I love it. I wish that they now. I want her to be involved in more stuff in a more sort of heartfelt way, instead of just funny. They, it was. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was adorable. Yeah. Any. Involvement with Martha is fine by me. <laughs> and, uh, and so then Sam and Adam are talking and uh, he, he's, they're talking about the ex. He says, well, what's the problem? And then he says, oh, but I like Stephanie. And he's saying, well, what's the problem? So kind of going back and forth there. And, and Sam is really good at advice. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. No, because he should have told Adam to go be with his fiance. <laughs> like he would probably be pretty high up on my list. Uh, I mean, obviously you'd want to talk to Cassie because she like knows everything, but but Sam is a good listener. Yes, Sam yeah. in every other instance is great at it. I love Sam all the rest of the time, just not this time. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Adam comes in and tells Stephanie, "All I can think about is you," and they kiss. 
and uh so and then it's cute between cassie and sam uh, he says she says they might have won the game but i got the prize oh so especially since they let them win yeah and you see martha like giving a little like <laughs> it was so cute stairs it was so cute uh and abigail and donovan toss the coin in the well make a wish and so i mean are you still do you like don do we all like donovan are we doing yes. donovan no no ah. you don't like donovan what do you like about donovan i don't like that whole storyline oh why because okay i think i've mentioned this before in our private group chat but i'll bring it out in public now <laughs> um because i really was very excited when abigail was mayor because yeah I thought that gave her a really good storyline and I thought maybe it would make her, I don't know, like grow into herself more and her character uh-huh. and her, um, her role in the show. And then it ended up, all of that was in service to finding a man. Yeah. I hear that whole storyline. It all built up like she was going to do all this stuff and maybe she would have really liked being mayor. And maybe even though through the frustration, she would have found like a new like thing for herself and it would have forced Martha to like restructure her life a little bit. And I'm not saying it should have lasted forever, but in the end, the whole thing gets resolved. So that way she can be with Donovan and he is the one that set it up. He re did the town lines. So Martha come back so he could be with her. And I'm like, so this whole storyline was just all coming down to her getting a boyfriend. Well, but it was supposed to be because she didn't want to be mayor, really. And Lisa, I'm totally, totally on that same team. I wanted her to stay mayor for way longer. I mean, forever yeah. would be fine with me. But Mayor Martha's a part of the show. I get it. I love Mayor Martha. But right. yeah, no, I, I totally, I wish and I know that she, separate somehow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know that she didn't want to be mayor. But I think I would, I, I probably would have liked it a little bit more if it hadn't have been Donovan that forced it. So that way he could just yeah. ask her out exactly yeah. no i completely get, yeah that's yeah. fair i do agree and i but i i i look at that more as a loss for martha than a loss for abigail <laughs> um but i yeah. see i it is a loss for both in a way but i just felt like this season there this this episode was kind of standalone as far as martha i think is concerned but i just felt like this season they've dangled so many carrots in front of us as far as martha goes yeah, and right. then and then pulled them back pulled them back okay right? there were so many plots that could have been so fun but then they only right. lasted like one episode two episodes like her show could have lasted and been a really fun thing uh yeah. martha 2.0 could have been really fun uh, martha yeah. in blairsville could have been really fun <laughs> right. like and and shown terror and shown character growth as well yeah because right. she was learning to to embrace uh, life outside of being mayor martha well yeah and also yeah. like learning to be humble like when she gave the speech congratulating uh congratulating abigail on the banquet or whatever that thing right. with the fundraiser like that was character growth on her part oh. and yeah. so i i do i think that they just i wish they had had a little more courage in some of those plot lines to stretch them out a little bit more but yeah yeah, have, yeah. sorry go ahead I was just going to say, just to build on what you were saying, if they had had Abigail care more about maybe the town and other people, that would have been good character development. There was so much opportunity there. And it was just like, no, that's not who they are. Squash it. And I get why that's frustrating because it was. It was frustrating. 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's because in in the throughout the whole show, not just this season, you know, Abigail has always had these almost starts with men and I've always felt like she needed somebody who would give her a run for her money because she's always got that underlying agenda she's always got that like kind of smirky like oh I know what's really going to happen and so I've always wanted for her somebody who would give her a run for her money which I thought that's what Donovan was going to be was her match but then when it turned out that he just kind of came in and saved the day that was disappointing to me for what I said earlier but like you guys said, this was a chance for Abigail to have some character growth where, yeah, she didn't want the job, but what would have happened if she stayed in it just long enough to care about the job and then when it was taken away from her through mm -hmm. other means for her to realize, ooh, I kind of liked public service. Yeah. Ooh, I kind of liked doing stuff for the town. Now what do I do? Like, go back to the flower shop. But, you know, just to all of a sudden at the end just be like, oh, you have your old job back and oh it's because i redid the lines oh now can i ask you out yeah no yeah. i get that makes sense but i hadn't thought you, of it quite that way but you're right i agree would, would you have liked donovan like do you like him separately as a character on his own or are you just like not happy with him at all no i do like him as a character i think that's just i just need to get over how they got together yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> i just think that i need to get over it but uh -huh. That was the frustrating yeah. part. And so I'm still, in my mind, I'm still like, ah, this guy. <laughs> but, but then as we alluded to earlier, the very end of the episode, we have, we find out who Luke has been talking with. And you see, uh, you see Donovan's mother over his shoulder. And he's like, he's, he's losing his guts. He's saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And, you know, she says, I want to find out if there's a way to break the curse. And, uh, and she says uh, she's going to pay for his tuition. After all, we are family. I just hope you'll reconsider. And so everybody listening, you'll have to weigh in in the comment section <laughs> or on Twitter if you think she is a deliciously evil villain or she is like good at heart, like a traditional Hallmark villain. Uh, so let us know if you're team Georgia or team Rachel <laughs> on this interpretation. <laughs> Because... But, but let it be known I was correct on the, the intentions here, the whole plan that was going on, just in case yeah. that counts for anything. Right. <laughs> you were. Uh, I just, yeah, sometimes I have a problem where I want these shows to be something that they're not ever going to be. <laughs> and that's my own flaw. But she yeah. was fun. She was delicious. She was, uh, I enjoyed her. And I thought the actress did a good job. No, she was great. She yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I still think she's probably at least a little bit evil. There's, you have to be a little bit evil to manipulate your nephew like that. Yeah. <laughs> like the actions alone are really yeah. awful, but is, is it, you know, the means justify the end? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So we will see. I'm sure we'll find out sooner, uh, pretty soon. Uh, Cause what we have five, five episodes left, I think four four episodes left there's 11 episodes in the season so i 11 or 12 and so i think anyway so we're we're getting down to the the nitty-gritty so let us know if you're listening what you thought of the episode it was a pretty fun one i thought i enjoyed it and uh it had uh it had a a little bit of everything and it, hey it finally got got me off team adam so everybody will be enjoyed by his insane vlt order i will never forgive him <laughs> So, Let's all celebrate. Yeah. So, Georgia, where can people find you? 
I am on Twitter at Georgia Speech. Great. And Lisa, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Gone Hallmark. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes and YouTube. So check that out. And Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I would love for you to check out that. And, and then you can follow the podcast at Homeworkies Podcast, Homeworkies Pod, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. And, uh, and consider becoming a patron. We have so much fun with our patrons. We talk about The Good Witch. We talk about all the different shows. And uh, we have a lot of fun. So check that out. It'll be a link in the description. And also leave us your feedback. If you're outraged by anything that we say, we love hearing from all of you guys. And you can, you can send that feedback to... Uh, feedback at hallmarkiespodcast.com. You can send your, you can send in a voicemail at 801-855-6407. So thanks so much, you guys, for coming out and talking Good Witch, and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye! Bye! This podcast was brought to you by Hallmarkies for Hallmarkies. For more information about how you can leave your mark on Hallmarkies, visit hallmarkiespodcast.com. Link is in the description.